Welcome to The Lead. With spring training wrapping up and the regular season about to start, we're taking a look at baseball fans, the most loyal and often nerdiest fans on the planet. We talked to some true fans at a recent game in Sarasota and with the president of the Society for American Baseball Research to explain why this game can grab you by your very soul. It's all coming up. This is The Lead. Welcome. I'm Jim DeLaw. How do you spot a real baseball fan? Well, they're the ones inside the park two hours early, watching batting practice, hoping to grab a foul ball, maybe hunting for an autograph. They have a favorite team because it was their parents' favorite team and their grandparents' favorite team. They remember their earliest baseball memory like it was yesterday. It's not always a harmonious relationship. Fans will always argue about owners, bad trades, robot umpires, and the designated hitter. But baseball itself remains, and it has done so for nearly 200 years. So why is baseball the greatest game on earth? Mark Armour is president of the Society for American Baseball Research. So Mark, why is baseball so ingrained into the hearts of fans? I think part of it probably is that, is that baseball um, kind of got there first. Um, it got into the hearts of, of Americans before the other major sports. So there, it, has, it, had a, it had the feel to itself for uh, several decades uh, before, you know, baseball was considered the national pastime, you know, as early as the 1880s. um, And, you know, basketball became, you know, a big thing maybe after World War II and and football uh, a little bit earlier, but didn't really compete with baseball until maybe the 60s. So there was this head start. I think that's part of it. Um, And one of the side effects of that is that baseball fans, and I'm speaking generally, there, there are probably some some of your listeners that will say this doesn't apply to them and that's totally fine. But I think that baseball fans as a whole have a much deeper appreciation for the history of their sport. Uh, and sometimes that gets in the way. I mean, it sometimes it, it becomes harder to, you know, tweak the game or make, make improvements or even, you know, involve other people that have not traditionally been involved in the game. Those are sort of the downsides of, of uh, that that hold, and the upsides are um, that I think that you know most most baseball fans would would have some understanding or knowledge of people like Babe Ruth or Jackie Robinson, and there are probably very few basketball fans that could tell you who the best basketball players of the 1920s or the 1950s were, um, and maybe not even the 1970s either. Uh, you know, like in in football, the debate is whether Tom Brady's the you know the best football player, or and in basketball, it's all about Michael Jordan or LeBron James. In baseball, there's sort of the opposite problem, which is that no, it's harder for some of the traditional fans to acknowledge that we're seeing players today that are as great as any players that have ever played, as great as as great as Ruth, as great as as Hank Aaron, um, because. I think b- baseball fans like to think that the past is better, and and I think I think other sports they like to think the present is better. So, um, I think there's flaws in both of those arguments, but uh, 
but um, I think I think baseball fans think of going to the game today as part of a long, long story, and they're and they're just a, they're a piece of this long, long story. Um, and because the baseball regular season games do not matter as much as, for example, football games, there are 162 regular season games. So the chances you're going to be watching today uh, a, a game that is, quote unquote, important, either important in the season or important in some historical way are fairly low. But I think that because the record book is is like an accumulation of of the history of the game, I think that everybody feels like they're you know they're playing a part. Yeah, uh, one of the things that always appealed to me, um, I'm not a large person. Uh, baseball players pretty much looked like the rest of us. Basketball players are six foot five, seven feet tall, but football players are six foot four, 300 pounds. The baseball player, he was kind of every man in a, in a lot of sense. And most everyone I know had played baseball, uh, either a sandlot. I remember playing sandlot games, uh, when I was a kid back when that was still a thing, it was just seemed to be more relatable. Uh, does that have merit? Do you think? I think so. I think that was especially true. Like when I was a kid, so, you know, 40 years, 40 years ago um, than it is today. I think that it's like in my, in the seventies, you'd watch these people on TV and they'd be scrawny. Some of them, like the middle infielders were scrawny. They might you know, seem like they had, didn't have any muscle tone. Um, and a lot of people could sort of relate to that um, and compared to say football players. I think today's players are bigger than they used to be. Um, they certainly work out more. They, you know, they're all ripped. Um, but I think, I think to some extent, you know, what you're saying is, is true. And I think what that means, and this is maybe, maybe not a correct view, but I think that you, if you watch a game and you see a player do something um, like, you know, bobble a ball or, or strike out on a slider or something, I think it's, it's easy for a lot of people to imagine that they could have done better. You know, they could have made that play because, you know, what most, most of us who played baseball have fielded ground balls or have hit, you know, have hit a ball. Um, and you can't really watch LeBron James and say, you know what, I could do that. Um, because, you know, you couldn't, it's sort of obvious that you couldn't. So I think that gets at sort of your point is it looks like a game that you could, you could, you know, participate in, even though, of course, they're a million miles better than you. Right. Um, I think probably it's it's not debatable between maybe the two of us and other baseball fans, but uh, it's argue, baseball, according to the fans that I talk to anyway, hands down, baseball is the greatest game ever invented for, for a lot of reasons. Um, what are your reasons why you think baseball just as itself is such a great game. Well, you did grow up playing it. That was kind of a big part of it for me, certainly. Um, and I do love history and, and, and baseball does have a really rich and exciting history and the history, some of the history is baggage and that's true of, you know, America. 
Um, and, you know, maybe I didn't know that when I was 10, but I certainly know that now. Um, uh, and I think that it's, it's, it's still the, the game that I, even though I do really enjoy other sports, um, I love watching basketball and, and I've, I've gotten into watching soccer. Um, baseball is still, I think, the, for me, the best game to watch in person. Uh, especially, you know, I, I realize you don't always have this kind of luck, but you know, if you're, it's a 80 degree day and you're, or evening and you're drinking a beer and it, you're outside and, and you can hear, you know, the noise on the, on the field and it, it's very pastoral and you're there with your friends. And I think that, you know, if you go to a football game, it just seems a little bit more life and death. And there's just a lot more sort of, it, it just seems like a much more intense event. And I think that's true of indoor events is even more um, like basketball. Um, so I think that's a big part of it for me. I, I think it's uh, the game because there's the records and the numbers are a big, a big part of the appeal for many people. I think the game is a little bit nerdier than other games, uh, maybe a little more intellectual and I'm not trying to downplay other sports at all. Uh, I think it lends itself a little bit more to sort of science and um, sort of uh, that kind of thinking. And I was a nerd as a kid and I, I guess maybe I still am uh, to some extent. I'm very, I like to be very organized and baseball is sort of lends itself to that. You know, if you are really into it and you like to keep score, that's sort of the ultimate sort of nerdy way of like organizing the, the you know, the event that's in front of you. Just, you want to keep track of every single thing that happens. You seem to be uh, like a big baseball fan since you're actually keeping score here at a spring training game. Oh yeah, I've been a Yankee fan since 1951. I've been keeping score since around 1992. I go to uh, all the Yankee home and away games in spring training. And then I have uh, season tickets at Yankee Stadium. I'm a snowbird, so I live in Tampa and in New Jersey. I live 11 miles from uh, Yankee Stadium. So I'll, I'll see every every game there this year. So, and do you keep score at all the games? Oh, every game. Sometimes on the on TV if it's a away game, I keep score. Just a hobby. Yeah. Do you think baseball is the best game, greatest oh, game? Oh, in the yeah. No, no doubt. Why? Because you uh, kids play it. You know, you can have a catch. You know, kids play it right from the start, and it's and it goes throughout their lifetime. You know, you can always throw a ball. You can't, you know, basketball, you have to have a hoop and, you know, football is, you know, so baseball is the best. What's your earliest baseball memory? Uh, my grandfather took me to uh, the 1955 World Series and uh, the Dodgers beat the Yankees. I couldn't believe it. I was like eight years old and uh, that was really exciting. And uh, I went to four World Series with him. Um, I think that's a big part of it. I think it also, there's a lot of nostalgia with baseball. I think a lot of people can relate to, um, you know, watching, watching the game and realizing that, that your father might've done the same thing or your grandfather or your grandmother, uh, in the same, even in the same place that the game really looks the same, uh, more or less as it has for a long time. And it, I think that 
if you're if you don't mind hearing people talk about baseball uh, over and over again, which I never mind. Um, you know, I love it when people say like this this kid here coming up for Tampa Bay. He reminds me of of Pee Wee Reese back in the 1940s for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Um, that that I just eat that stuff up. And um, so I, I think there's a I think it's a combination of things. Um, the game can be slow, and that's certainly a problem that the game has had in recent years. I think it's gotten slower, and I've certainly been somebody that's you know complained about that. Um, but I think that it's slowness compared to other sports, um, setting aside the last few years, I think is an advantage because you can watch the game and actually carry on conversations about about the game and about everything uh, when you're sitting there with your friends. First of all, I have to ask about the shirts. So you, got, you guys from around here? No, we're not from here. We, <laughs> we meet at spring training every year. And we got these two years ago as a giveaway right here. Oh, okay. So where are you guys from? I live in Falls Church, Virginia. Just outside of Baltimore. New York City. Okay, so you just came down here for spring training and... Yeah, we're high school buddies and we try to meet up every year. Uh, what's your earliest baseball memory? Um, okay, so I'm a military brat and we lived in Germany and I laid... Uh, my, my parents had a big old German radio. I laid underneath the radio so I could hear the speaker, the 1957 World Series, Milwaukee Braves versus the Yankees. I remember that. Well, uh, we grew up kind of, we could run around, you know, and just come back by supper time. So there were many, many pickup sandlot games. And we used to play bouncer fly and all those rules. Wiffle ball. Yeah, wiffle ball. But we also played a lot of hardball. And uh, that's, that's what I remember. My first memory is my brother, who was six years older than I, hitting a ball that hit me right between the eyes. And my mother was very mad at him because he made me keep, keep playing. My first Little League memory, I remember on the second pitch I ever saw as a Little League where I hit a home run. and didn't hit many more after that. And baseball, Major League memory, was at Forbes Field, Roberto Clemente, hit a ball that's actually sliced. And I'd never seen a ball, a baseball, slice. But he hit it so damn hard, that's what happened. And what's your favorite baseball memory? Brooks Robinson jumping on the pitcher at the end of the 66 World Series. My daughter played Little League Baseball, and uh, she was an all-star, and uh, she pitched, but she wanted to catch. She wanted to wear the equipment. So I used to go down there and listen to the ball snap into the glove, and they said the most wonderful things about her down there. So that was my fun thing. I, I hate to go against our beloved Orioles, but I was a, a huge Mantle and Maris fan during that time, 1961. So him hitting that 61st home run was kind of a big deal. It's just interesting how baseball is an heirloom in, in a lot of ways. So. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I mean, I, I am a Red Sox fan and it's 100% because of my family. Um, going back, you know, a few generations. Um, so people ask me, like, you know, why do you follow those bums? I mean, I didn't really feel like it was a choice that I had. Um, I mean, the choice was to follow the Red Sox or just not be a baseball fan. But you couldn't – it didn't occur to me as a kid that I could just choose another team. You know, that wasn't something that, that people did. Um, so it's definitely something that's passed down. Um, and 
Yeah, it can, it can get, you know, there's a downside to that. It can get a little tribal, right? I think that you defend your, you know, there might be a bad, you know, person on your team that gets into trouble or doesn't deserve defending, but you have to defend him because he's in your tribe. Mark Armour, president of the Society for American Baseball Research. Thanks so much for coming on the program for us today. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, and good luck in watching baseball this year. The regular season, all 162 games of it, starts April 7th. Whomever you root for, enjoy the season. And don't forget, there's plenty of baseball to see on the Sun Coast. It's not just the Tampa Bay Rays. There's minor league ball in Bradenton and Sarasota. And please don't forget Little League and Babe Ruth League ball. And high school baseball and softball is in full swing right now. Support your local teams. They're fun to watch. That's all for this episode of The Lead. It's recorded at ABC7, your local station in Sarasota, Florida. Subscribe wherever you get your audio. Play ball. By their first name, told the umpire he was wrong all along. Good and strong. When the score was just two to two, Katie Casey knew what to do. Just to cheer up the boys he knew, he made the gang sing this song. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and crackerjack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root.